0: Hi, this is Bob Wells here and welcome to Undercurrent Stories. This is the show where we hear about people's interests and uncover some fascinating stories at the same time. I hope you enjoy today's show. Today on the show I'm delighted to welcome Jan Irving. Jan is an independent researcher, author and lecturer and hosts the Logos Media podcast. He's renowned for fact-checking and using critical thinking to uncover the truth. You're joining me today to discuss the trivium and logical fallacies, both concepts that go back to ancient times and are arguably more important now than ever for use as tools in helping us to unravel fact from fiction in a world that appears to be experiencing an abundance of what we now call fake news tell us about the Trivium. I know, uh, I think most of us have probably heard the word Trivium, whether that's a heavy metal band or, <laughs> right. uh, or, or something we're going to talk about now. But can you just tell us a bit about the Trivium, the history of it and w- when it started and what it actually is?
1: Played? You know, there's, it's debatable when it started. And of course, there's some people who think it was used for controlling the society. But, you know, you don't teach people critical thinking to build a low functioning society. You teach People critical thinking to build a high functioning society, yeah. and you know it's it's based on uh, Aristotelian logic and Socratic uh, rhetoric, etc. And you know most of us are taught it and taught it or, or the basics of it in primary school or elementary school, which is who, what, where, when, why, and how. Yeah, and uh, the first Part of that, who, what, where, and when, is our data gathering or our knowledge, and it, uh, you know, it's just getting our our the basic information together. And then why is our understanding of the data or the knowledge yeah. through logic and uh, processing out any contradictions, any any logical fallacies, and then how is our rhetoric or our explanation of how we arrived at the conclusion and so it's a systematic process or it's a method a trivium method and people can get to my trivium website through TriviumEducation.com or trivium method.com whichever you remember more quickly yeah. but uh, so when you use it as this method who what where when why and how you can very quickly and easily go through your, your mind and your data and, and know what you've already re- reviewed when new information comes in and it's easy to include it or dismiss it. Where does that fit? Does it fit anywhere in the information? Is it fallacious? Is it a contradiction? Can I check it really quickly? Or you know, sometimes it might require more effort. And if it, if it doesn't fit, if, if it's you know a, a fallacious bit of information, See, when you when you go through the who, what, where, and when process, you have an inventory in your mind of all the data that you've already gone through. Yeah. So then when a new bit of information comes in, it's very easy to quickly check it and figure out where it goes, if it goes, and then you know, process it through the logical fallacies, figure out if you need to make an adjustment in your conclusion or not. Most people typically fake news most people think with fallacies and emotion so there's there's something called the dunning-kruger effect yeah which states that the more ignorant someone is the more competent they think they are on a subject and people who watch a lot of you know what we call lamestream media think that they're the most educated and informed on topics, even though they've never fact-checked what the media says, following in the steps of logos or truth, you know. And people who don't have critical thinking and don't do fact-checking buy into it and regurgitate it.
0: Whatever political party or whatever way of thinking you are, this, this particular method of the grammar, logic, and rhetoric is an extremely useful exercise.
1: Correct. Yes, absolutely.
0: And I, I, think, I mean, I guess there's always been fake news. It's just that now we have a we have a name for it. I, I, can't imagine a thousand years ago that there that there weren't people spreading fake news about things. And
1: you would have people spreading fake information, sure, but it would go from one person to one person to one person. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't have, you know, global broadcasting that broadcasted to everyone in, uh, you know, in a second. So that's yeah. the difference. So information used to spread very sl- slowly, and now it spreads very quickly. You know, critical thinking is very important. That it, you know, so if you haven't asked yourself the who, what, where, and when questions, it's a safe bet to say that the information you're using, probably about a roughly 85% chance,
0: is false. That's a huge percentage, isn't it?
1: Right. Yeah, most people are wrong. So, you know, the old adage or the old cliche, a million French people... Can be wrong and they usually are, right? So if you're going with what the herd thinks, it's almost a sure bet that it's false information. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, most people go along to get along, or, you know, it's the ad populum fallacy, or what's popular is what's true rather than what's true. you know, and not popular. So something important for most people to understand is that a contradiction is always, without exception, a lie or an error. There are no contradictions in nature, period. And most people, when they see a contradiction, they throw up their arms and say, opinions are like expletive, and you can't know the truth, and then uh, they give up. So such a declaration ironically is a statement of fact or truth itself by stating you can't know the truth. But how do you know that the statement you can't know the truth is true? How does the average person rectify that? Well they don't. They just they just regurgitate can't know the truth, making a declaration of truth.
0: Yeah. But if if I if you tell me something, what you're basically saying is that I can't just accept it. I, I need to question it.
1: Right. So whenever you see a contradiction, when most people throw their arms up in the air and give up and say opinions are like arses or whatever, uh, that's when, you know, you know, the, the intelligent person knows that's where they need to dig deeper into the information. Yeah. So uh, in, in reality, the contradiction is always a sign of where to dig deeper into the information. And when no more contradictions exist, when you have that epiphany or that aha moment, you know that you've arrived at the truth.
0: Do you practice this with, with everything that you read and, and are told? Yeah. Most
1: things. You know, after yeah. after a while, it becomes second nature. You do it without even thinking about it. You see the fallacies and what yeah. people are saying and information they're giving you, and, and, you know, you can see all the lies in it. Sometimes it only takes a few minutes. You know, most people would rather... Go through their entire lives believing a lie, then spending five or ten minutes often to figure out what the truth is. Most people, when they discover the truth or are told the truth, if it contradicts contradicts their beliefs or their feelings, they will deny the facts, and it's called cognitive dissonance. Yeah. But the best approach is always to just you know laugh it off and say, "Ha ha, you got me," you know. But co- cognitive dissonance is entirely rampant in society and uh, you know so if somebody you know comes across in fact the majority of people if they come across information today that contradicts what they believe they will dismiss it out of hand and another thing that most people have a really hard time with is differentiating primary versus secondary versus third-hand or fourth-hand citations and sources yeah. They'll say, you know, somebody sitting, you know, hanging around the water cooler at work, gossiping. They think is as valid as the primary or original source, and most people today don't know how to check this stuff, and uh, you know, verify it and process the fallacies out of it. So a primary source is the original document. It's the recording, the book, the original source that the person themselves wrote, said, etc. And, uh, you know, so that we can see exactly what the original source stated and in the correct context. And then the secondary source is someone talking about the primary source, such as the news media or, you know, know, somebody who heard the speaker say something. And do they quote the original source in context? Uh, Do they give an exact citation where you can verify it? Have you verified it? And if you haven't, the source is questionable. And then we go to third-hand sources. And third-hand is someone who's talking about the second-hand source who's discussing the primary source. So now we're primary, then the secondary, then the third. And so, you know, an example of this would be someone who's discussing what they heard on the news around the water cooler at work about the original source. So you're completely or you're three steps back from it. And then a fourth-hand source is essentially uh, what is rumor. It's so far removed uh, from the primary source that it can nearly always be dismissed. My neighbor says, his friend says, he heard someone on the news who says something about such and such. And nobody's fact-checked that information all along the way, right? Mm. So at this point, it's pure hearsay. And so, you know, I mean... In the United States, people are so dumbed down today that they'll have entire impeachment trials based purely on hearsay. Mm. So, you know, that's how...
0: How do you see the solution to this then, Yen?
1: Go to the primary source.
0: Mm.
1: You know, ask who every bit of information that comes your way. You ask who, what, where, and when. And then we're about to get into why here and then explain how. But if you haven't gone through the process of who, what, where, and when the information is questionable. If you haven't gone back to the original primary source, the information is questionable.
0: Most people, I don't think, are taught like that at school.
1: Most people are not, and that's, you know, it's to get people back to that. And if you go find, you know, it might take you some effort to find that primary citation. You might have to buy a book. You might have to go on abebooks.com and find an old used book or a magazine or an article. You might have to track down an original Audio source like I've called ABC Australia to get a news clip from the 70s so that I could yeah. hear the audio and verify the original source, and it was verified. Wow. wow. But, you know, and I had to pay like a hundred bucks to get that little clip of audio, but yeah. I wanted to be 100% certain that what I was stating was truth. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, you know, in the process of doing research, the next step, you know, so we've covered knowledge or our data gathering process, you know, and and it's a lot like the way a a computer processes information. The knowledge is like the input. You have your keyboard and, you know, whatever data that you're putting the information into the computer with, then you have the processor, and then you have the output at the end. So now we're going into the processing or the why. The why is the logic, and of course, computers run on pure logic. So, um, why is our understanding of the knowledge that we've gather, gathered, gathered, or the data, and it's yeah. our logic and reason? We are, are we using fallacies, or a fallacy, uh, you know, lies to justify our beliefs? Are the lies or fallacies? or excuse me, are there lies or fallacies in the information that we're receiving? So first step, am I thinking with fallacies? Second step, are there fallacies in the information that I'm using? And fallacies fall into two categories, formal and informal. Informal are typically spoken fallacies, uh, which we're going to cover in a second. And then formal fallacies are written fallacies and sentence structure and things like that. So, and I should say the knowledge phase uh, of, you know, the data gathering process is also known as general grammar. So there's specific grammar on how to put the parts of a specific language like English together. And then yeah. general grammar are, is essentially the nouns or the who, what, where, and when that we're dealing with. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so when we are processing the information and why... Are we using any lies or fallacies? And again, going back, a contradiction is always, without exception, a lie or an error. So that's one tip off. And then when we, if we memorize at least the 20 or 30 bit most basic fallacies, we'll be able to catch when someone is trying to lie to us. So uh, some of the most common logical fallacies are ad hominem attack. You know, um, yeah. you're wrong. He's
0: got a personal you, attack.
1: You're, you're wrong because you're white, you know, and that's that's a common one that we hear a lot today. Uh, you're, you know, it, it's just, it's stupid. So then there's appeal to authority or an ad vericundium fallacy. Uh, somebody who's wearing a white coat must be right just because, you know, don't question science. You're not smart enough. And we'll yeah. cover more of that in a minute. Then there's appeal to belief, appeal to common practice, appeal to emotion, which is, is uh you you know uh and well it hurts my feelings or it doesn't make me feel good to talk about these things well yeah. the truth doesn't care about your feelings you know you need to put your feelings into the slime jar and close it while you're thinking and then after you're done thinking you can let the feelings back out again yeah um then there's appeal to flattery you know hey robert you know you look so good today you're so smart and blah, 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 they're trying to butter you up, so to speak, so that they can manipulate you in the way that they want. Yeah.
0: Here's a good one. In a corporate world, The um, well, we better do what the MD says because he, he's the boss. If you've got all the facts and um, you've decided the way of action is the way that you and your team want to do, but your boss is your boss.
1: Right. Well, I mean, it's still – well, that would be almost uh, ad baculum fallacy, which is you're going to yeah. do what I say or you're fired, Right. So that would be ad baculum or, uh, you know, threat with force. So, um, you know, and essentially you can think of it as, you know, he's standing there with a bat and he's going to beat you with it. It's baculum, but you can, you know, it sounds like bat. So you can think of it with somebody with a bat, they're threatening you that if you don't do what they say, there's going to be physical or some type of consequence. So appeal to pity, is another good one, which is kind of a, an appeal to emotion fallacy, appeal to popularity. We already talked about with a million Frenchmen who are almost always wrong. Um, <laughs> appeal to ridicule is a good one, and it's one of the most common. You're wrong because ha, 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 ha. that's their whole argument. They have yeah. no evidence against you. I hear this one almost every day. That's ridiculous because ha, 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 ha. And, you know, they've heard some hyperbole on the news and they've never fact checked it and it contradicts their beliefs. So they're just going to mock you and ridicule you. They're just going to laugh. That's their whole argument. They don't have any evidence to support their position. It's about the dumbest possible argument that ever was. Um, and what would you
0: say to what would you say to listeners who when they're conscious of one of these logical fallacies being thrown at them? What would you say to them? To how 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 should they react to it? Well,
1: how I reacted is to uh, oh, so you're going to use an appeal to ridicule on me? So your whole argument is ha ha ha. Oh, you're so <laughs> smart. You know that's brilliant. You know I'm I yeah. can be a, a bit sarcastic or whatever with it, but you know if they're yeah. you know it's the ultimate put down. Essentially, you're. You know, they're basically calling you insane or stupid, and their whole argument is ha-ha-ha. So, you know, I don't mind throwing it right back at them and saying, oh, so that's your whole argument is ha-ha-ha, so where's your evidence? You know, do you have anything, or are you just going to use ridicule and mockery? Because that's pretty stupid. Are we, what are we, three? Are we in the sandbox? You know, so you can flip their ridicule right back on, you know, uh, there's appeal to spite appeal to, to tradition, it's always been done this way. So therefore, we should continue continue to do it. Or then there's the, a, an appeal to novelty, which is, this is new. So therefore, it's good. And, and tradition is bad. You know, we have to look at the facts. Sometimes tradition is tradition, because people have worked it out for hundreds of years and know that that's the best way to do it. Not always, but quite often.
0: These logical fallacies were, you know, they've always been around, but they were identified or or they were spoken about a long time ago in ancient times by the the Greeks. Is that right?
1: Yes. uh, I think, you know what? Who was it? Thomas Aquinas or someone who first started putting them together. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry. So. You'll have to do the who, what, where, when on that. And, and Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, then we. I'm just going to buzz through some of these really quickly. Bandwagon fallacy yeah. begging the question by a sample. Circumstantial ad hominem attack. You're a Christian or you're British or you're white, so therefore you're wrong. Confusing cause and effect. Um, cat, the black cat crossed the path. You had bad luck, that type of thing. Division fallacy, what's true for one part is true for the whole. And then there's the opposite. What's true for the whole, whole the whole, is true for each individual part. So you can consider like a bolt in an engine isn't the same as the engine, right? Or the engine isn't the same as the bolt. Um, yeah. False dilemma fallacy, which, you know, you're either with us or against us type of thing. Um, genetic fallacy based on origins, guilt by association, oh, uh, well, you know, so-and-so, et cetera, therefore anything you say is wrong. Or, you know, it, uh, here's a hasty generalization is uh, uh, all white people are racist because they're white, you know? And, and, yeah. and then and there's others like the relativist fallacy that goes with that, which is um, the rel- relativist fallacy is what's true for you is not true for me. Well, no, there is just truth. So if I'm white and being racist is true for me. If you're black and being racist, it's true for you. That racism is defined equally across the board. It's not relative to one group or another, but that's how it gets spun. Um, so we have, uh, <clears throat> let's see, ignoring a common cause, the middle ground fallacy. Politicians love that one. It's the middle of the road fallacy. It, it's, you know, so you have the truth on one side and, and the lie on the other. And so The politician or someone comes along and says, can't we just get along and they'll try to sell you the middle position? Well, a half-truth is Mm. still a lie. It's just a fudge. It's a fudge, right. So they're still lying. So you don't want half-truth, but that's where politicians work best. Uh, Poisoning the well fallacy, Bob, you said something that was in error when you were three, therefore everything you say is wrong. You know, and I hear that one a lot. It's like if you make one little error, they'll say everything you say is wrong. This is it's it's nonsense poor thinking you know so post hoc ergo proctor hawk it's you know uh what follows or whatever then there's the red herring fallacy which comes from the old uh british uk uh hound training for the fox hunt they would drag a fish across the trail and see if they could lead the the hound onto the fish and away from the fox yeah so and then when the, the when the hound didn't get led astray they knew they had a good hound um so that you know so it's you know you're you ask a question and then they divert onto an entirely different subject and then pretend like they answered your question
0: you hear this every day
1: yeah i yeah politicians are famous for this you know lifetime you know politicians are especially bad and they you know they're all in the the club so um slippery slope straw man fallacy is you know you present one argument somebody creates a fake copy of your argument and then argues against that fake argument and then two wrongs make a right you did it so i'm going to do it too so therefore meh 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 you know this kind of nonsense nonsense so anyway the last step in our process of any research is how or it's our explanation or, or the rhetoric in exactly how we reached our conclusion going through step by step and anyone should be able to follow along and to get on the same page and come to the exact same conclusion. That's why it's called get on the same page. If you're reading the same page of information, you should be able to have a conversation about it. So most people think truth is relative. There's that relativist fallacy and that you can't get on the same page to know the same facts. That's again, it's nonsense thinking. Um, so, you know, if they, uh, if they aren't able to get on the same page and show, you know, are they able to show you an error in your work or are they lying? And generally, if they can't get on the same page, they're lying or they're thinking emotionally. And um, if they're able to show you an error, you need to compare it to the research that you've done and process it through. And if you can d- dismiss it, you should be able to show how. If not, you add it to your research and you correct your conclusions. And if the person is lying and says, you're wrong because, you know, their whole reason is I don't believe you or ha ha ha, then this is known as arguing the arbitrary and their argument is dismissed by default. So they must always have evidence or the onus of proof to support their own argument. Right. So most people don't have evidence of their own claims, you know, so that 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 escapes them that they need to support their own claims. So the, you know, and the, their, their own cognitive dissonance is on them. It's not on us, right? And so then we refer back to the Dunning-Kruger effect. And then a lot of people refer to re, uh, science like religion, which is like essentially scientism. But words in like may, might, or could abound in science and are not sound words to base strong beliefs on. May, might, could or hypotheticals. Well, it might, it could. But you know we see a lot of this, you know, and the media does this a lot too. But we see a lot of this being promoted by the media and science as evidence of fact. Yeah. So by using the trivium and going through all of this, you should be able to come to and, and know what's true or false. And then um, you know most nonfiction books and sources will nearly always provide us with the original or primary citations of the material, and it's always a good idea to you know, to check the footnotes or the endnotes and verify as many as you're able. And, you know, if you pick one out of 10, just to check it, just to give yourself, you know, a little assurity that the information that you've just read is true. That's a good idea. Yeah. And then sometimes you meet, you know, like I said earlier, you may need to track down books and articles and things like that to to verify it. And does that quote exist on XYZ page? Is it quoted in context? Etc. So, you know, news outlets um, are famous for misquoting and taking original sources out of context for their own agendas. Yeah. So when we go through this process, we can verify it, we can know if things are true or false. And, uh, you know, that's, that's essentially how it all works.
0: That's a, a really good analysis of what it's all about. Where can people get more information about what you do?
1: Uh, my website is logosmedia.com, L-O-G-O-S, media.com. And they can also find information on the Trivium at Trivium Education or TriviumMethod.com.
0: That's great. Well, I'll put everything on the show notes. Great having you on.
1: All right. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day.
0: You have been listening to Undercurrent Stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share the show link to your friends and family and if you have 60 seconds we will be most grateful if you would please rate and review. To hear more episodes please subscribe to the show and visit undercurrentstories.com If you leave your email in the link we will notify you as soon as new episodes are released. Also check out our social media links details of which can be found on the show notes. Until next time this is Bob Wells wishing you